Hey, hey, welcome back to the Slayla Show. Um, as promised, I said I was going to report a podcast and release another one this month. Uh, this one is actually kind of more in theme with what I was originally going to do this month. Um, it is February, Black History Month, Valentine's Day. So I figured I would do a podcast centered around um, what it means to be a single mom and to actively be dating. So I'm going to just kind of talk about some of my experiences and offer um, some different things to consider and some different tips to consider when you are in a relationship with someone who has children or a child. Um, It's much different, just the level of responsibility that that person, a parent, would have, um, especially one that's, you know, venturing into dating, into the dating world. It's a lot different than what it would look like, um, obviously, if there were no children in the mix. So first things first. Um, dating as a single mom. Wow. Um, so I would say that I really kind of got back into dating at some point during 2020. Um, and I'll just say this, I've always felt this way, but dating is exhausting. Um, even when it's not supposed to be, even when you're doing it for fun, for me personally, it's a very exhausting thing to do just because you are having to vet a lot of different people, not only for yourself, but also be extremely cautious because you have children and the kind of people that you would potentially want around your children, um, so on and so forth. You know, there are definitely things I don't want around myself. Um, But then there are other things to consider that I also don't want around my kid. Like I don't want somebody that chain smokes weed all the time because I don't want that around my child. Um, she's not used to seeing the type of stuff or dealing with that. And I don't want to introduce those types of influences into her life, um, unnecessarily or, you know, before really, I would never, to be honest, uh, in, in retrospect, when I think about this, um, the kind of person I want to be in a relationship with, I wouldn't want someone like that around my daughter at any stage of her life, um, for various reasons. And not that I think weed, I would want to be more specific, like, someone who's drinking or anything like that. I just, those are certain things that just, you know, you just don't want around your children. Um, But just generally speaking, you definitely have to go through a vetting process. You know, you would do that anyways with yourself to kind of like, you know, sort through who are the people that I'm dating that I feel like are actually quality people, good people, people I would trust for my child to be around that would, you know, also be a positive impact on her life. Because when you're dating as a single parent, you are also looking at, how whoever you're in a relationship with is going to also affect your child, right? So you want to be in a relationship with someone that you feel ultimately exhibits qualities that you would want your child to pick up and you don't want someone around them that's going to bring negative energy or introduce them to various different habits that you are, you know, just ways of thought that you don't necessarily want them to pick up. Um, I would also say for me, um, I went through this phase where I really only wanted to be with someone who also had children, but um, because, and I I went through this phase of wanting to only date men that also had children because I felt like they would more clearly understand the demands of my life. And it's very, very clearly came out to me as like, you know, it doesn't matter if a father 
has, you know, if a, if a man that I'm dating is a father, because even if he is a father and he has children, unless he's like the sole caregiver of his children, the level of responsibility that he has with his kids is not going to be the same as the level of responsibility that I have with my child. I'm a full-time parent. Um, my child lives with me. I do everything for her. You know, I'm I'm pretty much the sole parent, custodial parent that does everything for her. So like pretty much the brunt of her entire existence is my responsibility. And um, even in dating men that have kids, they just, that, that, you know, a lot of like, I'll just use this, I'll use these two examples. Um, during the course of 2020, I briefly dated three different men, all fathers, okay? One of them had, you know, his own apartment relatively, like, you know, he had his own, he had his, all his own shit, like he had his, his, all of his own everything, right? And by any measure, I would consider him to be a good father. Um, I thought he was a very nice person, a decent human being. Um, when it came down to it, the reason I don't feel like we really worked out is just because of like personality. We just like didn't mesh. He was also entering into a new career. And so he had a lot of other demands on him as far as like his time would go. And so it just kind of ended up that we went our separate ways and we're still friends to this day. But um, he, he was a good father. Um, but again, he was a father in the sense of the fact that like he did not have his child the majority of the time. He had his child most weekends. Um, he had his child a couple times, you know, like maybe once or twice throughout the week. But for the most part, his child lived with his mother um, and his sister. Like they would kind of, because he was, you know, transitioning into this new career. I don't want to say what the career is because it'll, it'll give it away who this person is. <sighs> I want to, you know, keep it, keep it low on the low, low. Anyhow, he, um, it came to my attention, like, you know, as he was parenting, like, you know, oh, he's like, he's a good father, but he still doesn't really have the same level of responsibility I had. So he didn't understand my time commitments to my child and like, you know, no, you know, I don't always want to come to your house and spend the night. Like I want to be at my house in the morning when my child wakes up. And this was back when my mom was still living with me. She's not living with me anymore. She is um, going through like a really extensive physical therapy program and has been for like the past eight months. So she doesn't live with me right now. Um, she probably won't live with me afterwards. I, don't, I think she's I think she's good and tired of Celeste. So <laughs> big Celeste, that is. She loves her grandchild. But um, she is not living with me anymore. And so even though I have my mom there to help and to pretty much be like my 24-7 round-the-clock babysitter should I need her for anything, whether it be work commitments, school commitments, other things I had going on, my mom was there. And so, But even with that, like I, as a woman, as a mother – do not feel comfortable putting my child off on somebody else, especially because I am a single mom. I do have some hangups about the stigma of like putting my children, my child off on somebody else. Like I, you know, my mom, as helpful as my mom has always been with both of her granddaughters and as helpful as she will continue to be, you know, it's not my mom's job to watch my daughter so I can go spend the night at some nigga's house. Like, I just, you know, I don't really feel and have never really felt like that was like something that she should be doing. So it kind of came down to this um, 
like you know me kind of having to be like you know like I you know really it was a time because I didn't I didn't feel like I didn't feel comfortable and I also didn't feel comfortable having him all up in my house like you know this is my home this is where my child lives um and he had met my child several times because uh me and my child like went to his son's birthday party and like you know we'd all like hung out before but um I just didn't feel for whatever reason I had and this was also two years ago. I keep pausing because I'm thinking as I'm talking, but bear with me. Um, I just didn't feel like it was responsible for me to just, like, leave at night or whatever the case. I just, you know, I felt like I was spending too much time apart from my child in order to be with this man whose schedule I was also trying to accommodate. And, you know, he was trying to accommodate my needs and just kind of became a mess. We were just kind of like, this is a lot. With everything that we both had going on, Um you know, I had switched into a new job as well, too. So just a bunch of different stuff that was going on that we just didn't feel was really, you know. And this was in the middle of the pandemic. Like, we were kicking it, like, right around April-ish, May-ish. So fast forward a couple months. Uh, I didn't date again until, like, probably, like, October. I started hanging out with this other guy who was a father of two girls and he was super hood as fuck. Uh, there's no other way to explain him. And again, I ran into this issue of like, more so my issue with him was I had gotten more comfortable with like the way that my life had arranged and like my caretaking situation with my daughter. So I would like, you know, we would hang out, but it, I, he, there was this edge a lot of the time where he would be like, well, what are you doing? And like, you know, where's your daughter? And I'm like, well, if I'm hanging out with you, like my daughter's obviously not with me. She's with my mom or she's with my sister or she, you know, she's on a play date with her, her cousin or, you know, whatever. And so it kind of got to like this point where he was kind of, it felt like he was kind of judging me a little bit, but get this. After, and I didn't know this until after I stopped talking to him, after further investigation, this man basically didn't have anything to his name and his sister was essentially raising his daughters. Um, he was not really, you know, and then it kind of like, that started to kind of like, after that, I was like, how dare he question me about whatever arrangements I make with my child to spend time with him. And he's not even really raising his daughters. Like they're with either his grandmother or his sister, one of his sisters. Like it was just like some weird, like what? And just once again, the common thread between the first two relationships I'm talking about is that both of these men, while they were single fathers and while I initially thought, while I initially thought that they would understand my circumstances more as a single mother, really they were only fathers biologically. Um, well, I can't say that about the first one. How do I want to say this? They were not, they, you know, they, they, they didn't have, they didn't shoulder the majority of the brunt of what comes with like actually raising and rearing a child, Right. So after that, I, you know, me and him fell off for good reason. Bless his heart. Around the same time that me and him were falling off, I started seeing this other guy. And again, he had a very similar situation to the one that I had. He and his dad and his sister all lived together. Um, and his son... Basically, he and the mother of his child kind of had like split 50-50 custody. So his son had a room at the house that he lived in with his dad and his sister. 
Um, but his son, again, once again, was mostly with his mom. So again, the common thread in all three of these relationships is that these men, there was always some type of contention with like scheduling the level of time that we were actually able to spend with each other. Um, the amount of involvement they actually had in their child's lives versus the amount of involvement that I have in my child's life. Like, again, I said, I am, I am the parent, like I'm the one. It's me. All the decisions fall on me. All the responsibility falls on me. So they never really understood that. Um, and that, I since then, I started talking to somebody else months and months, months after those three relationships. And once again, this man, this time, this guy did not have any kids. But once again, his understanding of like my time and how I allocate my time and how I structure it and why my time was valuable was, again, an issue because he just couldn't understand like why I was so serious about my time and why I was so serious about, you know, if we say we're going to do something, then let's do it. I, you know, like the, the, there was like a, a missing link in communication there. And so it kind of like since then I have not dated anybody. Um, that's not true. That's the fourth guy. Y'all, I'm running through these guys. The fifth one, once again, is the same situation with the first three. He had a son, but his son lived in, his son lives in Atlanta. So once again, he's here in Dallas, but his son is two, three states away. The level of commitment, not saying that he doesn't care about his kid, that he does not commit it to his kid, but the level of responsibility that he has for his child does not look the same as me, who every day I'm the one who puts my daughter down to sleep. I'm the one who gets her up. I'm the one who makes her breakfast in the morning. I make her dinner when she gets at home. I help her with her homework. Like on the weekends, we are doing stuff for my daughter, doing stuff, all the millions of things I have to do. So it looks a lot different than what everything else looks like, okay? Now, that being said, um, since then, I have not, like for a couple of months now, I have not really been seeing anybody since what? I said a couple of months. Yeah, really since like maybe like mid to late January. So it's been maybe about a month and a half, almost two months. Um, about a month and a half, yeah. So I'm at that point now where I am noticing a common thread with dating as a single mother. And these are conversations I've had with other single moms that we all are kind of like, what does it look like to date? Should preferential treatment be given to men who already have kids? And not just men who have kids, right? Men who have, who are involved in their children, who are actually like stringently involved in their children's lives and understand the level of commitment it takes to actually raise a child and are actually putting forth that commitment in very real time, every day, often by financial, emotional, mental well-being of their children. Like, what does it actually look like? Um, should we give preferential treatment to those types of men? Or should we be dating men that are, you know, single and free and that have all the time in the world and that can, you know, basically be with you at a drop of a dime. So I've heard different responses from different people. Um, one person was like, and this person has uh, is a single mother too. Well, no longer, she's not a single mother anymore because she actually married the man that she was dating for six plus years. And he's now, um, you know, her daughter's stepdad. And she plain out said to me, she was like, nah, she was like, get somebody who doesn't have kids. That way you don't got to worry about him splitting his time with other people. 
splitting his money with other people. He can devote himself to you and to your kid. And I said, okay, cool, you know, cool, 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 cool. I mean, I don't really necessarily see anything wrong with that. Um, I feel like if somebody really loves you, they would do that anyways, right? Like there shouldn't be any like, you know, loopholes to that. If that's what someone wants to, even if they do have kids, that's what like, you know. And then I still have... um, those grouplings of women who are like, well, no, if you know, if you can find like a really cute single dad that understands like, you know, what you're going through, date him. And I'm like, ah, and see, I've done that. But I also like, I think it also boils down to finding the right single dad because anybody, any, you know, man can be a single, can be a father that's single, but does not have the same level of responsibility to his children that you have to your children. But he still has some responsibility to those children, right? Um, Jumping back to one of the guys I dated, a common issue that he would always bring up was he just hated the fact that the mother of his child had put him on child support and he just really couldn't understand. So one day I just like broke down. I was like, look, I was like, this is why she fucking put you on child support. You in your mind feel like as a black man, you feel like you're a good father because you're just simply there. I said, okay, the fact that you're there is good, right? But it's so much more than just being there because there are plenty of fathers that are there that still ain't shit, that still don't do anything for their kids. It's like, you know, you are there. You spend time with your child weekly, which is great. But also, she shoulders the brunt of responsibility for this child. She's his mother. I guarantee you this child... You know, she's the one paying for any health insurance. When he gets sick, she's the one who has to take off from work. You know, any emergencies come up. Yeah, you probably help in whatever capacity, but she's the one who's pretty much doing it. Like, it's as the way our society is structured. I I, I explain this to people all the time. I teach collegiate courses about this. The way society is structured, regardless of how good of a father that you think you are, the brunt of parenthood falls onto the mother. Should it be that way? No. Is it unfair? Yes. But is that the way that it is? Yes. So it boils down to this thing of like, you have to understand that even in the best of times, as a mother, she is held to a much different standard than you are. And that manifests itself in every single facet of her life and the way that she goes about parenting. And so after I explained that to him, he kind of was like, yeah, I get it. I understand. He didn't really bring it up anymore after that. We didn't last too much longer after that anyways. But um, dating as a single mom is really tough because not only are you taking into consideration all the different things that you want to look for for yourself, but also for your child. It also, for me, my biggest issue and one of the biggest constraints that I've had with dating is just like, really, I dead ass don't have time. And I've kind of given up on dating until I finish my dissertation because I need to knock off that and knock off a few of my other professional goals. And then I feel like I really have time to like breathe and to sit back and relax and like really enjoy myself and look for somebody. My child will be a little bit older at that point. Um, You know, the types of things that you want to be able to give to a relationship I had to have this really tough realization conversation with myself as someone who has a bunch of different, very various, you know, extremely high demands in my life. Like I'm a teacher, I'm a mother to a toddler, I'm a full-time PhD student, I'm a graduate teaching assistant, I teach, you know, college courses on, in addition to my full-time job teaching high school, in addition to writing my dissertation, in addition to being a mother, 
you know, a caretaker for my elderly disabled mother. Like it's a lot of different stuff that I have on my plate. And I had to really have a tough conversation with myself. Like, you know, at one point it felt like I was cheating myself by not dating. I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm young, I'm hot. Like these are the things I should, I should, I should be out there. Like I should be out there talking and doing, like, getting people's numbers, going on dates. And yes, all that's true, right? And I definitely think to some extent I should be doing these things, but also I have to be very realistic with myself. Because of the goals that I put forth for myself, I don't have time to do a lot of that shit right now. And then I had to have this other tough conversation. It's like, you know, none of that shit is getting away from me. Like, none of it's getting away from me. Um, I still will have time to do that in the future. I still will have time to, like, really explore that side of myself. And I will feel, personally, I, I can't wait to really be in that space where... I am Dr. Graham and I am a little bit more secure with my time and like the amount of, of energy that I can spread out to like my actual life and to like my leisurely activities and the things I really love and enjoy. I can't wait to be in that space because I also feel like dating will be a lot more, it'll be, you know, way more special for me. It'll be a lot more, a lot less anxiety inducing uh, for me. And so I think I also had to have that really tough conversation. I did have that tough conversation with myself about what it looks like to just kind of like sit back and chill and be like, look, you done dated five niggas in a year and a half and none of that shit worked out. And having to like really look at myself like Celeste, what's the common thread? And it wasn't really, I can't say that it was necessarily the men. It was necessarily, it was, what it really was, what it boiled down to at the end of the day was the amount of time that I could really put forth into a relationship. Relationships are a lot of work. And nobody in a relationship, in a successful relationship, will tell you otherwise that they take work not like they should be like, you know, these labor-inducing things, but like, or these labor, not labor-inducing, what am I saying? These labor-intensive things, but like they should be, you know, you're when you're with someone and you want to make things work and you want to be with someone, you want to love on them, you want to get to know them, that takes time, it takes effort, it takes, you know, consciously deciding like this is the person I want to be with and I want to pour into this person. And if you don't have time to do that, at the end of the day, the relationship is pretty much bound to fail. And that's pretty much what I was. That was the hard lesson I learned over that course of a year and a half when I was trying to date. I had to just really be honest with myself and be like, Celeste, do you even have time to do this shit? Or could your time be better spent doing other things that you know you want to accomplish, that you've actually been putting, you know, you've, you've had in place for yourself for at least a decade now. You're getting close to the finish line of realizing all these different goals that you've had for yourself for literally over 10 years, over a decade. So I had to have that really tough conversation with myself. Um, I would say some different things that I want um, just generally single moms and anyone who's dating a single mom to see are some just different words of advice, some just different tips I'm going to go into eight different things. So first and foremost, um, first things first that you have to do is you have to recognize that dating a mother is different. Um, she has responsibility to another small human being or multiple small human beings that, you know, she is their mother. Like she, and you know, I would be disappointed if any of you would want a woman that would, you know, ignore her children for the sake of you. Like, that's not what a good mom does. Um, so just recognizing that it's different, that she's going to have different responsibilities on her that would not exist if you were dating someone who didn't have children. And this, again, I'm not saying any of these things to deter you from dating single moms. 
Um, I am just saying these things so that you can go into this without, you know, rose tinted glasses and you can be very realistic about what the situation is going to entail. Um, that leads directly into my next point, accepting that her kids come first. I see all sorts of horrible things all the time written about single moms. Um, and after I do finish my dissertation, I plan to dedicate a good amount of time researching and writing about this stuff. But I see a lot of really interesting things um, perpetuated about single motherhood, you know, single moms being failures, all sorts of really contentious and awful things or a lot of conversations framed around, well, if you date a single mom, just know, you know, there's a whole, I sat there and watched a whole YouTube video a couple of weeks ago about why you should never date a single mom. And the YouTube comments, when I say they were disgusting, they were horrendous, the things that these men were saying about single mothers. Um, and a lot of these, a lot of these comments and a lot of this conversation is a video centered around her kids coming first. And, you know, this, this very archaic and patriarch, patri, you know, steeped in patriarchy, this idea that as a man, you're supposed to come first. I come first. I come first. And I, you know, we're in a relationship. I'm, I'm the one I, you know, it's just very, shit is very weird. Shit is extremely weird. Um, but accepting that her kids, when I say come first, I want to be very clear about what I mean by that. She has a responsibility for this very vulnerable, small human being. You're a whole adult. Her level of responsibility to her child is going to be much larger than her level of responsibility to you. And if you can't understand that and understand those dynamics, you have no business walking into a single mother's life or her child's life and disrupting the balance that they've probably fought really hard to create for themselves. Um, children are children. They require much more than adults do by design. They're kids. Um, they require a level of input, overlook, oversight, responsibility, love, compassion, empathy. And adults require these things too, right? But a child is much different. A child is still in those formative years where these things are extremely, extremely important for them. Um, and I, I would just say if you have some weird like fetish with competing with a single mom's child or her children for her attention, then just just stay away, bro. Just take your ass on, tear your ass and go somewhere else. That shit is very, very weird and off-putting and gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know what kind of weird control you're trying to exhibit, but just, just go the fuck away. All right, next, this is really important. Take it slow. This is big for me. Um, you're not gonna meet my kid. You're not going to be in a space where you're spending a whole lot of time with my child. I don't even want you meeting my fucking family until I figure out who the fuck you are and I figure out, like, what kind of person are you? And, like, that takes time. And no one can convince me otherwise. You have to really get to know people. You have to get to really know people for yourself first and foremost because the world that we live in is dark and crazy. But you have to get to know people for the simple fact that you don't exactly know what you were introducing into your life, what kind of energy, presence, spirits, whatever you're bringing into your life. Um, and you definitely don't want to introduce that into your child's life. Uh, I'm very serious and protective of my daughter and the kind of stuff that she's around. I am absolutely a helicopter mom. I want to know everything about Celeste Berry. I want to know where she at, what's she doing, what's she learning. This, the who happened, what, what happened to who, where, when. I want to know everything about my child because that's how I was raised. My mom was very, very involved and that helped us, me and my sister, in ways that you cannot imagine. 
I'm a much more complete and healthier person because my mom was like that. I was protected from a lot of different stuff um, because of that. And so, you know, I feel the same way about my child. My mom, I didn't really, and I, I don't, my mom has said this and me and her have kind of had some contention about this. My mom purposely didn't date after she and my dad split up because she said she didn't want anybody in her house that could in any way pose a threat to me and my sister. I understand her train of thought. I think that train of thought is a very old school train of thoughts. Uh, don't have no man around your kids. I also think that um, my mom in some ways did herself a disservice. My mom was a very pretty woman and could have, you know, had whatever she wanted to. But, you know, I think she personally, she's always said, but, you know, I, my mom, when she was healthy, when she was working, she was a nurse. She had her shit together. She could provide for us by herself and did. And did, right? And so she often felt like she didn't need to seek a man for financial security. And she she said, you know, for her, and this is for her personally, this is her personal feeling. She said, for me personally, like, I felt like my daughters would be safer if I didn't even venture into that territory. She said, I saw what was out there in the dating world. So I didn't like that shit. So I was just like, nah. And she said, I put a hard stop to it. And I told myself I wouldn't date anybody until after you and uh, Christina were out of my house. And so I said, okay. I mean, that's, and that's her. I do think there is a way to take it slow and to be cautious with someone and to really find out who they are and to ask all the right questions. And even then, like getting to know someone and knowing someone is a constant process. So you're constantly watching, talking, learning, listening, and just kind of taking them in. But taking it slow, I think, is absolutely fundamental. So that way that you can just make sure that whoever you're involved with is good for you and good for your child. All right, number four, be honest and upfront. Yes, absolutely. I mean, not much to say here. Don't lie to people. And don't be letting nobody lie to you. Be upfront. I pray. I'm very spiritual. I pray for clarity and discernment all the time. And that's something I'm constantly praying for, something I'm constantly working on. Um, and also my ability to be, not that I'm a liar, but to be honest in a way that really speaks to how I really feel about things. Not to sugarcoat my feelings, not to sugarcoat any, you know, feelings I have about anything that may be happening in a relationship to just openly and honestly communicate with whoever I'm with. Um, and you would, you would think that that's very easy, but even as a 30 year old woman, I have not come into contact with many men. Well, at least men my age, which mm, that's a whole other podcast, but men my age that really just like understand how to communicate and can do so effectively. Um, I will also say just being upfront about your intentions, you know, spare people disappointment and embarrassment. Tell them exactly what it is that you want from the gate. That way, if they don't want to be a part of that, they don't have to be a part of it. You see what I'm saying? <sighs> Ooh, what's next? Number five, offer emotional support. Being a single parent, single mom, it just ebbs and it flows. There are days that are really, really good. Periods that are really good, right? Like long periods of time. I've only been a single mom for, my child is turning four in April. So I'm like, I'm in here, but I still have a long way to go, right? A long, long life ahead of me. Um, and my child too, we have a long relationship ahead of us that is going to ebb and flow and just like the various different context of how our relationship exists, the various stressors that we'll, you know, inevitably encounter throughout life, all of these things are going to be extremely 
variable from time to time, right? So I would say um, there are times when I feel great about everything. Then those times when things, for whatever reason, are emotionally and mentally hard, where, you know, those feelings of like, fuck, like this is really fucking hard to do alone, start to creep back into my mind. And they can be, it can be very depressing. It can be very anxiety inducing. It can be, you know, it can really just, that negativity can really bring you down. Um, And so I think that if you are someone who's in a relationship with a single mom, you need to be able to offer some kind of emotional support for her because she's going to have those times, even if she has you and even if she has your support. You know, mental and emotional health, um, a lot of times people are experiencing things that you're like, oh, I don't understand why you feel that way. Like everything's going great. Everything's great. And everything might look great on paper. But people are often fighting battles that we can't see, that we know nothing about. So being able to be that anchor for your girlfriend or your, you know, your partner um, is really important in any relationship, right? But especially for someone who is experiencing single parenthood and they're doing this shit alone, it's going to come with a lot of other different things that are going to be tricky to navigate. Um, and so keeping that in mind, you want to be someone that's understanding, like, you know, things happen all the time with parents, right? Stuff pops up, you know, you can be having a great day and you can pick your kid up from school and your kid slap somebody and, and, and scribble it all over the wall. And you're like, why did you do that? Like, and that literally can change like the whole tone of like what your, what your day was like. So keeping that in mind, um, I think it's really important. Being trustworthy. This is number six. Be trustworthy. In any relationship you're in, be trustworthy. Um, you know, like shit, like don't be doing crazy stuff and weird stuff, especially around the child. I mean, I really don't have too much to say there. Be trustworthy. Don't lie to, if you're dating a single mom or whatever the case is, don't lie to her. Like, you know, and not just because she's a single mom, but like, I mean, like shit, like don't, there, when you're dating a single mom, it's not just you and her in a relationship. She also has children. You know, anything you do negatively in this relationship, the children are going to also feel. And that's something that you need to take, you know, you should not take lightly. Um, when you're dating someone who has kids, those kids often become attached to you too. And so for any reason, if you know you do something that's not trustworthy and like y'all's relationship ends, those kids are gonna be hurting too. So not only have you hurt the person you were in a relationship with, but you've also hurt the kids' feelings. And who wants to be the asshole that does that? So be trustworthy, you know, do right. I can't, there's really not much else to say there. Like I could, not really much else to say about that. Be trustworthy. Next, stay flexible. Um, dating single mothers, you know, I, it's surprise. it has been surprising to me in dating how many times I have to explain to men, like, I can't just like, at the drop of a dime, come fucking kick it with you. Like, I have a whole schedule in place. Like, I need you, if at all possible, to be flexible with me and to understand, like, you need to hit me up and let me know about things in advance because I can't, you know, I can't go hang out with you for happy hour at fucking five and I have to go pick my kid up by six. Like, that's not going to work for me. So just being mindful of those things, of scheduling conflicts, of different things that 
she may be going through, whatever the case may be. Um, staying flexible in regard to like what type of dates y'all go on, how y'all spend y'all's time together. You know, one of my friends, she's a single mom. She had like her her boyfriend had like planned out this really cool date. And her son had a fever and had diarrhea, so they had to cancel. And so she was like, I feel so bad. I'm like, well, you can't feel bad. I was like, you know, it's really not nothing you can do. She's like, I get it. She's like, I understand. And he was really sweet. He came by. She, you know, she put her son down for bed for the night. He came by and brought like pizza and wings and wine. They just kicked it out of her house and had a good time. And this is someone also she's been dating for a while. So like they have a very good relationship, a very good dynamic or how they're able to kind of like ebb and flow with what they're doing. So, you know, just staying flexible and understanding once again that like why she does care about you and love you and want to be with you. You are not like the you're not you know you're not the only major responsibility in her life. She has a whole bunch of other shit that she has to do. Children are a lot, y'all. Y'all just y'all just don't know. Y'all be thinking children are like puppies and shit. And I'm like, no, they're not, sweetie. Like, <laughs> it's a lot more involved than that. Um, this last one is controversial. <laughs> don't discipline the children. Woo Okay. Um, I'm going to say this. I don't even... I can count, like, the number of times I've actually had to whip my child. I don't like it. I don't enjoy whooping my child. I think whooping children, spanking them is kind of archaic. I think that it can have its place in certain contexts, but for the most part, if that's your go-to form of, of disciplining your child, you need to figure out something else because there's plenty of statistical proof that, like, whooping and physically, you know, corporal punishment for children doesn't really do a whole lot besides instill fear and anger in them. That's the truth. Um, you know, as parents, we're part of a generation that we're actively trying to step away from that type of uh, punishment, that form of punishment. So we're going to have mishaps on that road to getting away from that. But for the most part, you need to be striving that direction of like doing away with that type of stuff and doing away with spankings. Like that's and that's my personal. I mean, it's my opinion, but it's my opinion that I'm like I'm very, very, a hundred percent, ten toes down. Very, I strongly feel that way. Um, that's an opinion that I strongly hold dear to my heart. Um, and so, because I'm like that, I don't want nobody else putting their hands on my children. Um, no, like, and even with the children, like, I think there comes a point in a relationship. Like, you don't come into a relationship. Y'all have been together for like you know a couple months. You're like, I'm gonna whoop your child because they did that. Like, I don't know about that, sir. Hold the fuck up. Don't know about that. This is something I think is going to require more conversation between you and your partner um, and, like, the type of dynamics that you have that exist within your relationship. And, like, you know, I, I honestly, as an orator, <laughs> I don't think that there's anything that can't be solved with sitting down and having a conversation. Um, that type of, like, disciplining children, that is very, very a very touchy subject for a lot of people, um, especially if you guys have different parenting styles. But again, once again, you're going to have to come to a place where y'all are able to see eye to eye about that type of stuff because it's not going to work any other way. Um, sorry, I said this look at my soda. That's pretty much all I have for you. This was actually really fun to record. Um, I might do a part two. I'm not sure. Spring is right around the corner. 
And I always have really cool romantic escapades in the spring, although this spring I'm mostly focused on knocking off the next part of my dissertation. So probably won't be dating around, but I plan to look good as fuck. So I'm probably going to attract some people, which is cool. I don't really care. Like it happens all the time, but I'm not actually actively trying to date. But I do think I want to revisit this topic at some point in the future. Um, So there we have it. Talked about a little bit of my experiences dating, some of the experiences I've had, like some of the experiences that have been told to me from other people, and then just you know eight different things to consider when dating single moms. Like it is, it's a lot to take in, a lot to consider. But I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and I will see you later.